I knew that that was something I needed to have heard. All right, like in your heart, which is high are clearing the house of information. None other than one of those very heroes. So, for those who don't know, I'd like you to take a couple minutes. Are you, are you originally from the Charleston area? And a youth in South Carolina. Yeah, I'm raised here. Hey, well, my name's Alex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the team is Wendy Emanuel. to spread uh, love and John, how you doing, my man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me, sir. Thank you, too. I'm very excited about being here this afternoon. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So please, introduce yourself to the audience for those who may not know who you are. Well, I'm Kevin Hollinshed, without the glasses. I'm <laughs> born, and born and raised in North Charleston. Uh, my father was Henry Hollinshed, uh, an activist in Charleston County for many years, one of the first Democratic leaders when North Charleston was forming. Um, I have um, come from a strong background of brothers that are deceased now that always thought about pride within our community and pride within the African-American culture. Uh, I am a graduate of Benedict College. Uh, uh, actually, let me back up. I'm a Shakur High Eagle graduate Ooh, of North Shakur Charleston. Okay. Yeah, man. And basketball, we were the best in North Charleston. Uh, Bonds Wilson thought they were good. We didn't count North Charleston. Garrett what? had Hoover the mover. Nah, we didn't count them. Who Garrett had Hoover the mover. <laughs> but but the Eagles was the best <laughs> state right, champions so, and all. So but here, I uh, we do not besmirch the good name of North Charleston High School. No, we're not gonna be besmirch. <laughs> they they had a good football team, but in basketball we were raw. But we um I moved I I moved on to um been in college and got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. And then I, the years later, what you know is very, very um, intriguing. Um, I was not a fast learner coming out of high school. Um, I, I, in fourth grade, we got integrated into a system in North Charleston, school called Park Circle, which I got punished for being black mm. for many years. But an HBCU um, gave me a chance and brought me around. And from there, I have my master's from, from Springfield University mm-hmm. at Springfield College. And then I started work toward a PhD successfully, but got burned out. And it is hard. Mm. Um, 
So, you know, I'm just a, you know, a single father of three children. Uh, my wife passed about 18 years ago and um, I've raised children in the community along with my children. I sponsored events to uplift my community. Um, I sent hundreds of kids to college and, um, you know, I'm just a regular homeboy from North Charleston. Yeah, we, we, we're going to let you say you from North Charleston because you went to Shakora. That's, that's the only reason I'm letting that roll. <laughs> thank you so much. Again, thank you so much. Um, you know, like you said, you know, you, you've done so many things. You know, you, you, you know, Benedict Tigers, um, Springfield College. Great work. Thank you so much for, for that. And so, so let's talk about, you know, joining the school board, um, going from being a student in Charleston County Schools. Um, what made you want to run um, for office um, in, the, in the Charleston County School Board? Well, you know, I ran years ago when my late wife was alive and my sister, and I, I, I got close. But, you know, back then there was this thing called the Busan Movement, and he was running a ticket back then, and the uh, Charleston folks re re rejected it. And uh, and so back then I was, you know, my I come from a family of educators, my aunts and uh, sister-in-law, my late wife and sister would be around the table talking about the achievement of African-American race. Mm. And so I got intrigued um, from my family and also being an HBCU grad and, and wanting to do more in my community and, and being able to articulate what really goes on in the hood. And, and I'm just going to be straight with you, Rajon. Mm -hmm. You know, we got people that jump into politics and they first thing they do is they get around somebody non-African American and they forget us. You know, just like, let me get me. Um, you can't get them to, to swing the bat for our community. That's just not how my family raised me. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, but that's just how I am. So, you know, I ran the second time and won. I had broad support across the county. Uh, Senator Robert Ford, uh, Representative Chip Limehouse. Uh, let's just to name a few people, ministers throughout the county, my main girl, Mayor Green from Orndahl, and others came together to help me get in. So, um, you know, um, I just, um, it takes about four years to understand what the board is doing. Um, I'm a, a quick learner, but I tell you, uh, what's being articulated is not what's going on in our community. So let's let's talk about let's talk about this idea of you know what's being articulated because you did talk about you know why why run um so so what was the first year that your first year that you were elected uh it was four years ago so four years so you've uh, been on the board for four years now okay yes. so in the four years that you've been on the board um what have you seen in terms of what's happening on this at the Charleston County School Board you want the first of all um. Something I learned, I learned from everybody. Uh, something I learned from, um, uh, what they call it, the Congressman, uh, Senator Tim Scott, when he was a council member about bureaucracy. Um, people that, that, that hold the position of employees of the district um, are trying to do, some are in there for the right reason, but some are in there just to try to buy time until they hit their retirement and then they're out the door. Um, it takes a little time to figure that out. I did a lot of traveling to what I call uh, educational conferences um, that the school district sent you on, met people across the country 
met superintendents and met uh, board members and start doing uh, piecing things together. Mm. So, so, but in, in that, in those terms, would you say that the time that you've had on the school board, you've been able to be um, effective and, and, and uh, pushing the agenda that you, that you want to see for the children? Well, I'll tell you what, what I've done is I brought a heightness of awareness to what the game is. Yeah. Now, as far as, to be honest with you, any policies, no. But what I have done but through the media and through my community is to let to articulate what has been going on and why our kids have not been able to move through the achievement gap and close it. This has been going on in Charleston County for some 30 years now. During this time of this administration, for five years of this administration, it's gotten worse. And what this administration has done is they always come up with something new, uh, a gimmick to, to get people uh, motivated or try to get people motivated, but it really is to run their agenda. Mm. So what I do is I expose it and I talk about it because in Atlanta, Georgia, and, I, and, and I'm going to just say this to you right quick. We can go over it in a little bit. Yeah, you go. In Atlanta, Georgia, um, I was able to take um, – uh, uh, half a busload of people, uh, stakeholders to Atlanta. I carried Jesse Williams. Um, I carried uh, Carol Temple. I carried Shakim, uh, Shakim Marquette. I'm in Arquette. I carried uh, a great number of people there. And we looked at three schools and they were in an urban footprint. And the three schools were uh, Hollis Academy, which was the middle school, uh, elementary middle school. Uh, Best Academy for Boys, which is an all-boys school, and Coretta Scott Academy for Girls, which is a girls' school. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. Atlanta and the superintendent at that particular time spent a lot of time and money getting people of poverty involved in school board meetings and community meetings, which, you know, you have to do what was from, from grassroots from the bottom up if you're going to be successful. Everything here is from top down. And the same thing you saw with Mr. Pryor, uh, my good man, Marvin Pendarva, said in the press conference the other day that we want to tell you black people how to act, but we don't want to listen to you. I don't buy that. So here in Charleston, I was able to uh, go to uh, hold some forums and bring in people from Atlanta and other stakeholders from around the southeast with local people to talk about the equity and achievement gap. So I'm hoping to grow a base in Charleston County that we can be able to change the climate and close the gap. Not sit here after five or six years or seven years, somebody retired and then nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, so let's talk about change. So what, what does change look like, you know, to, to, you know, Kevin Holland shed, like what is, what is, your plan for, you know, the, the future, you know, of Charleston County, you know, with Kevin Holland shed on the school. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Um, if you Google um, Coretta, Coretta Scott Academy for Girls, it is the Girls Academy uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, that graduates 100 percent. The best academy for boys graduate 87 percent, which in South Carolina is above the average of normal graduation. But the, the girls made national news at 100 percent. They got young ladies that are matriculated out of, out of the poverty area and going on to colleges and law school. The same thing with the uh, boys' side. But I want to be able to take the area of Shakur, Cherokee, the area of um, uh, Dorchester Road, Wayland, 
um, Baptist Hill area, St. James Santee area, and put an educational system there that loves and put wraparound service and help the people grow. Now, Rayshawn, you know, you came up in the area too, so I'm going to say this to you. Have you ever seen someone in an economically deprived situation where the lights are being cut off, they don't have any food, able to learn in a freaking classroom? It makes it much, it makes it much more difficult. These guys don't understand that. These guys that I deal with, when the meeting is over, them, them jokers are out the door, and you don't hear nothing else. You get update emails, but you don't hear about what we're talking about. You have to have parent advocates on the ground, so community social workers on the ground in the community working to reshape parents. Now, on the economic status on the big picture, and let's, let's just take Dorchester Whaling area, okay? With all this gentrification coming in and, and people being forced out of the city into North Charleston, the, the school district has like over $100 million um, in savings, not more than that. But anyway, we invest that money into uh, non-African-American banks. Well, if, if we're in power and we have votes, some of that money can go into an African-American bank. What the, what the instance is, doing a financial literacy education, helping groom families to be able to get bank loans, help build their culture, help small businesses. We have allowed ourselves to go backwards. And then we, we're scared when we get to the table to tell Mr. Charlie what's going on in my community. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely that's definitely the case um, in, in a lot of cases. Um, so so what what because I, I know, you know, you know, you, you have a big emphasis on, you know, exposing the things that are that are not working well. Um, mm -hmm. What what is your you know plan? for improving it. I know you said wraparound services. Um, I know you, uh, you have a, a five-point plan that you wanted to, to get to and speak to, so I want to make sure you have an opportunity to speak to that as well. Well, one of the five-point plans we can talk about is homelessness. You know, there's 101 students in Charleston County that are deemed homeless, and the number's growing. Um, that affects the achievement gap. These, these, these so-called rich donors that want to play in school board politics can help put up uh, shelter services for these kids to help being able to stabilize them and to help them with mental health and the shelter to be able to help them, you know, to close the achievement gap. Um, on a national level, man, the numbers are horrific of, of families that are homeless with children. And I know the number, they said 101 reported by staff, but I think it's, like they said, it's going to be larger than that. The other thing is to make sure that we have people like yourself, um, uh, my man, A.J. Davis and, uh, and Eric Jackson, guys who, who have educational programs that can benefit our community need to be given funding and help and resources to get it going. The people that run the nonprofits that are playing in this don't look like us. They're getting all the money from Kiowa and Seabrook Island and, and, and Sullivan Island to talk about how black kids can't read or write but nothing has not changed. The money needs to go to people like yourself. And, and then the school district needs to kick in and we need to be able to let you put a program in place and then monitor your program. And if it works, then help it grow.
I agree. I definitely can, as somebody who works in the nonprofit sector, especially in the youth engagement sector, um, I can tell you that there has, I'll say, been a lack of, you know, support uh, from, you know, the the quote unquote powers that have the opportunity to really provide the resources for organizations like mine. So I guess I'll ask this question for um, organizations that are like mine, that, that do function in the mentorship <clears throat> sector. Um, are there any plans, any any designs, like what, how, how do those people uh, reach, get, get uh, plans or proposals to uh, schools? Say, uh, I start a mentoring program and I want to, you know, reach out to the school, the school districts and get programs into those schools that I believe can help. Like, how should those people be moving to make those things happen? Well, first of all, you should write the proposal up and then get it to a board member. It should be put on to what we call our educational committee and brought to the committee of the whole so we can discuss it. See, what happens is they they try to uh, wash it down and um, and don't give any legs. So people like um, uh, Chairman uh, uh, Eric Mack, uh, Chris Collins, um, I can't think of the sister's name, but anyway, you should be you should hold us accountable to put it on the agenda. Okay, all right. So if so, if we speak to the educational account committee, we as in the nonprofit sector, mm-hmm. um, the educational committee that that's the that's the first step. Um, have has for all the organizations that that do exist out here. Have you guys seen those people from the community trying to bring programs in? <laughs> Or has it has it largely been a disconnect between the city and the and the county and the school board? And that sort of gets me to another question, but I'm going to hold that question. Um, I believe there's a disconnect. Um, certain nonprofits can go and get money just like that. People like yourself. Now, I think the stigma type with us is that they think you're going to mismanage your money. This is so crazy, but you know, um, I couldn't answer that question, but I'm wanting to push the envelope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate you answering that question because I, I definitely can tell you that that's something I, I believe that I've seen myself as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to ask about the disconnect between the school board and um, the school board and the community. Um, where do you believe the disconnect is, and do you believe that in its current status, um, the school board represents the interests of the people? No, I think the school district is more reactive. Um, they're, they're, they're um, not all of them, but the, the heads are a narcissistic type attitude. Um, they don't want to work to get um, grassroots people involved. And you, can, and you yourself know that the, the value of you working in the community and getting grassroots people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll rather find a black person who's looking to make themselves look good and sell their community out and say, oh, we found somebody black. Oh, we found the person. But you didn't check the, 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 the track record to see if um, Brother Marvin Pendarvis, uh, Rajon, uh, uh, other people can say this guy's got a track record um, or has good standing in the community. One thing I can tell you about myself, you can go to my website and look at all the things I've done. Marvin Pendarvis uh, can tell you, I did the first African-American baseball tournament here, uh, Claflin and Morehouse, to try to get uh, young kids involved in baseball and to stimulate their mind for growth. Um, We have got to, I won't be doing this long. You know, I'm 59. 
I hope to win this re-election bid. I hope to run one more time, and that's going to be it. And I hope to have services in place. But people like yourself, uh, Renisha Holmes, um, uh, I can name a few in North Charleston, we have to groom them to take this place and run with this. But we don't need nobody that to come up in our ranks that you know good well they're not going to sweat for our community. Had enough of that. So so let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room because you know um you know they had that uh the issue as far as the uh, coalition for kids um who's come about um and they they've made you know sort of no bones about you know their feelings about you I guess through their you know advertisement I want to give you an opportunity to respond to um you know what was alleged um and and really the way you felt about about that situation um if you like to if not. Then you know we can bypass it, but I want to make sure I, I, I can I can say this. I am represented by attorney Edward Pritchard right now, who's who's going through this whole ordeal. I can tell you that they 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 twisted the truth. And um so I can say that much, but I, I can say this to you, uh, brother. What hurt me was um and I can laugh about it now, but um my African American leaders surrounded me with love. Um, Councilman Teddy Pryor, uh, 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 Stephanie Ganaway played Paisley. I got a call about six o'clock in the morning that it ran, and uh, my daughter called. She's a school teacher, and she said that she didn't pay attention to the radio, but my six-year-old granddaughter heard it. Mm-hmm. Six-year-old, and after the commercial ran, and she started hollering, "Hey, mama, mama!" They're attacking my granddaddy, mm. six years old. So it, it, it really hurt um, from that standpoint that this group called themselves Coalition for Kids, and they're non-African Americans, but they figured they think again, as Brother Pendarva said, what's best for us. Um, it's horrible. It, it's, it's horrible that we're leaving, living in this slavery time that here this guy, um, Josh Bell, figures that he can handle niggas any way he wants to. You got to go look 15 years back in somebody's past to try to find something, but I'm going to get this nigga. And as he told, as he told um, one of the council members in, in, in the conference, I'm going to get him because I don't like the way he talks to Dr. Postley. So, so, so the, I'm just being straight. So the nigga, educated nigga that's gathered concern and wants to question something cannot question the white person. What year are we living in? Mm, that's, so the, that's so the council point. member, yeah, so the council member asked him, well, what about his grandchildren? He said, I don't care about that. So again, here's this guy supposed to be coalition for kids. But all he care about is this $230 salary that that he's trying to protect by pimping black people. They got seven lobbyists that they're trying to change legisla- legislation in the state house, and they're trying to get in Lexington County and other areas within the state. I think they're already in Greenville or Spartanburg. So they're trying to thrive off of poverty areas. That's your job, not their job. Wow. Okay. Um, so do, so do you think, um, do you think that 
Hmm. Do you think that uh, the, what, what's going on in terms of the Coalition for Kids, um, the way things, because there's been a lot of, you know, um, bad juju, you know, surrounding that whole, just that name has been pretty toxic um, recently. Um, I guess I'll just ask, what, what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts that you wanted to share on that, um, that organization? Um, and again, if you don't want to, you don't have to. I just want to make sure I, I, I throw it out there in case you want to. Well, I'm concerned. Again, this organization has only been in existence two years in Charleston. They don't have a track record, but yet uh, my administration gives them carte blanche. I just found out the other day from someone to share a future project that the school district spent $300,000 for was full of people from Coalition for Kids supporters. Um, out of the 30 people, only four, and not only six, that weren't called six or eight that weren't coalition uh, members. And, um, but we pay for this with taxpayers money, but this, this shows to be to me like the setup, uh, the setup that shows that, that we can take taxpayers money and script something. Wow. Okay. Um, so I, th I think we've covered that. I'm not going to stay there long, but I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to respond to, you know, that situation. Um, I, you know, whatever's going on, I, I know you to be a good guy. And um, I, when I, when I saw it and when I heard it, I definitely was taken aback. Um, but I didn't lose faith in the person that you've shown me that you are. So um, I, I believe that the people who- I appreciate it. You know what? I have been getting calls from, from my community and I gotten calls from non-African Americans. Um, uh, and their folks were asking for my signs in their yard hmm. and saying that they voted for me and they still support me. And they didn't like the dirty politics being played. Yeah. You got a nonprofit claimed there by kids doing what I call Washington, D.C. type politics advertisement. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so so I guess I guess I, I want to, you know, give you another opportunity to say, you know, um, why? Why? Uh, Kevin, Kevin Holland said for another term, you know, what? What what if they vote for Kevin Holland said, what are they getting a vote vote for? Well, I'm hoping to be at the table um, to have dialogue to try to mimic what they're doing in Atlanta. I love to get guys like um, Brother A.J. Davis, uh, Eric Jackson, yourself, people that are hardcore community people to the table with the superintendent and, 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 and folks to to be able to talk about what's really ailing the black community. Um, we don't have time to be playing games with them. When you tell them that you stepped on my foot, you need to tell them you stepped on my foot. Um, for those African-Americans that are not man enough to stand up and, and tell them that, then we have to be the ones to say it. So when you get me for re-election, you get someone that, one again, everybody, when they, like uh, Brother Shakim says, when you call Kevin, he returns your call. He goes out his way to talk to you. He'll go meet with you. Um, he works in the community. So you're going to have that same type of guy um, that you can lay hands on. I, I told my other board members, African-Americans, that, that are in there now, you have to do the same thing. We can't have people that sit on the board and, uh, and not be a, a servant to the, to the public. Absolutely. I, I agree. You you have to be, you know, accessible to the public. I want to thank you for your time. Um, I'm not gonna hold you too long. Um, did you have any parting thoughts before we close? 
Hey, it's just a blessing to be here with you. I always wanted to be on your show. I hope you have me back. <laughs> Anytime, man. You don't need, you do not need a special invitation to come on my show, man. I, I, I tell people that all the time. Like, if you want to be on, just let me know. We'll set it up. It's just, you know, it's like I said before, and I, you know, I, I guess I'll take this time to say that, you know, I had some stuff happen in my family. My, my grandmother passed mm. uh, who, who raised me. And that, wow. that sort of um, took me out of uh, my groove as, as who I, who I am. Um, and, and that, that, so I haven't been doing the show for that that reason. I've sort of taken a step back. And, but when the election came around, when the election came closer and people started reaching out, I wanted to make sure that I use this platform because I know people watch this platform, people respect this platform, and I appreciate that for people like yourself to come on and be able to say, hey, I am somebody you need to vote for, and here's why. Um, so I want to make sure that I thank everybody for watching. And like I said, Mr. Hollandshed, anytime you need to come on, you got something you want to share, I'm about what's going on on the, on the school board. If you want to um, push for uh, support from the community for the work that you're doing, that you continue to do, that you've done for years and years and years, please don't hesitate. Let me know. I'll gladly have you on because I believe in the work. Um, and I believe that there has to be, there has to be a connection between the school board and the, the people. Um, we cannot have a separation between the, the people and the people who are, who are elected to serve the people. If you don't know the people, you can't serve the people because you don't understand the people. So I want to make sure that I, I say that. Um, I do know um, Justin uh, uh, Hunt just said uh, the stand is one. We'll be sending you um, uh, requests to, to um, take part in their school board candidate forum that they're doing with high school students. So be on the lookout for that. I'm actually moderating that as well. So okay. be, on the lookout, be on the lookout for that as well. Um, I believe it's on the 25th, which is in 10 days. So, yeah. Cool, um, cool. We got some. We got a comment. If you have any comments, any questions for Mr. Holland, before we close, please put them in the comment section so we can make sure we share them so you can see this positive energy. Um, Mr. Holland, Shed, continue to use your voice to advocate for our children and our communities. All right. So that's Tracy, L. and Bryant. So there are definitely people who out here who got your back um, and who believe in you. And uh, so on November third, November third, make sure you go out and cast your vote. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I will tell you that your vote counts, your vote matters. So please do not take that for granted because if our votes didn't matter, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have spent hundreds of years trying to keep it away from us. <laughs> um, anything you want to say on, the, on in, terms, in terms of why people should vote? Well, I can tell you we're in a, we're in a critical moment in, that, in our national elections, but we need to make sure that we start taking people like yourself and, and educating our community about guarding the rear door of education, because if we don't guard our roots, um, we, we're going to continue to have the problems that we have across the country. We let people attack us from the bottom, which is our educational system. So I'm engaged about the national election, but I also want to bring awareness to the local election. Um, you, when the national election is over, your local leaders are the ones you see every day to get stuff done in your community. Uh, I'll say this, um, two things, and I know you got to go, but um, I, I like um, uh, Brother Marvin Pendarvis. Uh Marvin is a guy that came out of Charleston Farm, and he'll tell you, me and him have had some harsh words, and um, but I love how that brother's growing. I love how he takes a stand for the African-American community. Um, I see nothing but great things for him in the future. Uh, we just got to make sure that we all are on the same page when we have somebody stepping in the ranks of school board or city council or something like that, 
that I know we're going to miss it sometimes. You know, we're going to let somebody slip through the cracks that really is not um, about us, just about themselves. But we got to still try to vet the person the right way. We don't need master to come out here and tell us I'm going to give you two handboys or two maidens. And then you're supposed to run with that <laughs> because we ain't going to never get nowhere. I'll tell you, another thing I'll tell you, and for your viewers, uh, before I ever got on the school board, there was a sister named Lisa Heron. Lisa Heron was supposed to be the next superintendent of Charleston County, a sister who was very smart. She came up under um, Nancy McGinley, and and the racist school board members chased her out. Go look on, Go look back and see who was on the board then and look at one of them running for re-election right now. Wow. But Lisa Heron left and went to Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, and turned it out. Now she's in Atlanta Public Schools as a superintendent, and she made national news there. Um, we have got to stop letting people jerk our people around that bring resources and, and, and knowledge to the table to help an area. That's the same thing that happened to Maria Goodlow. Maria Goodlow was raising the standards in Charleston County Schools and they chased their tail out because of race. Mm. We got to stop it somewhere, man. And we got to start screening our own people. But, Rajon, we could talk all night. Um, I just want to shout out Marvin Pendarvis, uh, Councilman Teddy Pryor. Uh, he's like a big brother to me that raised me. Great, man. Uh, Teddy, Teddy jumped up and got insulted and, and, and stood for me. Uh, whenever I do something wrong, Teddy's on my back. He'll tell you. And so, uh, and my and what I call my sister Stephanie Ganaway Paisley, mm -hmm. and and Pastor Dixon, um, those guys we don't always agree, but when they see something, they they're offended by it. They all come together, mm -hmm. and so um, I appreciate that. I humbly appreciate that. And anybody viewing this, if you want to call and talk to me, hey, anytime. If I have the time, we can talk. And if they want to find out more information about you or contact you, how, how can they do this? How can they reach out? My webpage is kevinhollinshed.com, K-E-V-I-N-H-O-L-L-I-N-S-H-E-A-D.com. You can contact me on Facebook. And then my personal number is 843-330-9913. So I'm always accessible. Now, if something's going on, I'm going to get right back with you. Just text me. You know, not to, oh, okay, I forgot to put the call this guy back, or this young lady back. But um, I do return calls. All right. You said, and that was 843-330? 843-330-9913. All right. And that's, I mean, that just speaks to your access, you know, your, um, you know, your accessibility right there. The fact that you're willing to give people your number so that they can reach out to you, um, you know, in your constituency. I, I think we need more of that. Um, in, in terms of our public officials as opposed to less. So I want to thank you so much for that, man. I appreciate you. I support you. You know, I love you. And, and, and if there's anything I can do to support you, anything I can do to help you, you let me know. Thank you, sir. Y'all have a blessed night. Yes, sir. Give me one second. Let me end my show. Okay. Thank y'all so much for watching this week. I want to thank my special guest tonight, Mr. Kevin Hollinshed. He is running for re-election. He's an incumbent at Charleston County School Board. So please make sure you go out and vote. Vote, 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 vote. Um, reminder that next week on next Wednesday night, I'm doing another show. I'm actually going to be interviewing um, County Council District 6 candidate, Mr. Doctor, sorry, Dr. Kylon Middleton. Join
Jonas will be talking about his candidacy and what he's planning on doing in the uh, in that district. And on the following night, that's Thursday, uh, October 22nd, I'm doing a mass candidate forum. I still have three slots remaining. I still have three slots remaining. Just to let y'all know who we have coming on that night. We have a full slate. I have Daryl Griffin, who's running for Charleston County Council District 6. Ben Pohl, running for 9th Judicial Circuit Solicitor. Uh, Bobby Joe Neal, running for Charleston County Coroner. Ralph Prelo, running for Berkeley County School District School Board District 7. Elvin Space, running for Charleston County Constituent School Board District 10. Courtney Waters, running for Charleston County School Board North Area. Erica Coakley, running for Charleston School Board District 10. And Christian French, running for Consolidated School Board in the North Area. And I still have three more slots. So if you are a candidate, or if you know of a candidate that you want to have their voice heard, please reach out to me. How do you do that? Go to realtalkwithrayshawn at gmail.com. If you email me, I will find you a slot. But I only have three remaining. So holla at me. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, please reach out to me on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrayshawn.com so we can discuss getting you on the show. This and all of my shows, in addition to the Car Chronicle series, is now available for your listening pleasure via Apple, Google, Spotify, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan.com. If you like to be made a lot, if you like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow or subscribe tab on the page so that you'll be notified when something new has been posted. In the meantime, follow me on social media to stay up to date with what's happening on Real Talk with Rajan. Anywhere you go, type in Real Talk with Rajan and I will pop up. If I don't, I will never be there. So don't look for me there. Also, feel free to leave comments, questions, and anything else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section. I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. I would also appreciate it that if you love this show, if you love this show, I hope you do, that you will leave a review on my Facebook page, my YouTube channel, or my podcast. If you're watching my podcast, please give me five stars on the podcast on Apple or Spotify web. In closing, thank y'all so much for watching. I do not take it for granted that y'all take the time out to watch this. I, I value your, your, your time, your energy, and your support. Um, but always remember that God is everything, and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he is bound for any, to fall for anything. And that is real talk. I will see y'all next week.